Welcome back to A Course in Self-Love. This interview with GuRoot's founder, Alexa Shore, is just a small piece of the course. This conversation starts part two, understanding our energy. What I suggest, and the way I have designed the course, is to listen to this conversation before reading the chapters in part two. After reading all of the chapters in part two, I've made a short guided grounding meditation to correspond and align with the content explained in this part. You can purchase the full written ebook and find the corresponding meditation on my website, nyciyogasofia.com. So I wanted to start off by asking, how does self-love and the relationship that we have with ourselves relate to our energy and how we show up in the world, but also how we show up for ourselves? Well, self-love is a practice. So as long as we're always energetically taking care of ourselves and nurturing ourselves, we can nurture everyone else around us. It's a sense of balance and harmony. Um, I think the counterpart of that is forgiveness. I think we have to learn how to forgive and let go. And that's with ourselves and others. So when we're out of balance with that, then our energy is out of balance. For a lot of people, we don't actually know what balance means for us because there's so many people and sources, even online, that basically tell us how we should show up for ourselves. And that kind of takes away from us being intuitive beings because we keep listening to other people and we're unable to get in touch with what our soul really needs as Mm. a result of that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Once you're working with your energy and self-love and kind of figuring out why you're at a certain point in your life or why certain people are around you, Um, or wherever you're at, it's kind of an amazing mystery. When you get terrified of it, I think that's where the out of balance comes from. So what was popping in my mind when you were saying all this is that we're told to be strong and independent and maybe all these really forceful, badass kind of personas. But just as equally, we need to be able to say things like, you know, I need your help right now or... I'm asking for this because I need to take care of myself. You know, there's not that many resources out there that say, hey, I put my little finger air quotes up just now. (laughs) Hey, ask for help. Um, And that asking for help is just as strong. You know, it's a different kind of badass. We're also more or less inclined to only hug somebody if they're in pain or falling apart or something really bad has happened versus, oh my God, I just want to hug you because you're great and I feel awesome and you're doing great. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And it's almost as if people wait until they're literally at rock bottom to seek help. And it's not this work in progress that it needs to be to find compassion for yourself. But it's like, you wait until you're lit- you literally have no choice but to ask for help. <laughs> and I think that's right. why so many people are in this state where they don't feel like they should ask for help. It's like they almost feel like they're above it and they don't want to admit to themselves and they don't want to go deeper inside of themselves to almost fix the problem that's happening and change how they're feeling. Right, 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 right. Correct. You know, for some reason, there's a stigma on asking for help. Um, like it's a sign of weakness, um, you know, but we're not meant to do everything alone. I mean, 
we're social, energetic beings. We need other people. So learning how to ask is really important. And it's a shame that it takes so long, you know, and actually hitting rock bottom to then actually ask for help. You know, the help you're receiving is pretty much focused on the fact that you're already at rock bottom and that that one initial event that happened that you actually needed help with is so deep in those layers now that more work has to even be done. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when we think about that in relation to our energy and what's what it's actually doing inside of us, because our emotions, they turn into energy. And when we, when we suppress so much, it all just gets stored. So how can we as energetic beings be aware of this when it's happening and almost catch it early instead of it becoming an illness or a disease or disease in the physical body? Hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, you know, it's all too easy when energy gets blocked and, you know, inflamed, it just starts creating just bad stuff, disease, anything. It's, it's, it does take an awareness to identify it before it gets to that point. I mean, maybe you can catch it. Um, you start noticing if you're getting angry too often. Um, are you reacting maybe instead of responding? I mean, those are really subtle signs when you start working with your energy that you can identify. But normally we've avoided those or we ignore those signs and then it becomes a landslide. And unfortunately a bigger event like an illness um, can actually happen and then you're working backwards. But having a conscious awareness, um, like being aware of your reactions um, and if you're having a hard time being able to forgive or let go, that's definitely a sign uh, to just take a minute and see what's going on before it gets out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to note. And I think it's so interesting that you say that because I honestly look over that and it makes perfect sense because when we react and when we get angry, it just shows that there's not this lightness about our energy and the way that we show up. Because when we are in alignment, we feel light and happy and free, and we don't want to give into any of those negative emotions. But it's so important that we can point that out when we're not feeling like that. So once we're triggered and angry, it just shows that there's something within us that's keeping us almost stagnant and living from living in alignment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to get to the reason of why we were triggered and reacting in such a way. So when people ask you for help and they want to work with you, what do they normally ask for help with? When people actually uh, call me and ask me for help, usually there's been an identifiable event or they're experiencing some kind of challenge or block. You know, maybe it's within a relationship, a breakup, um, changing work. And we just break down maybe their experience and the situations and whatever got them to that moment and really kind of play with and, and kind of delve into the unknowingness behind it. It's basically, there's something back there that's triggered, you know, their joy or 
this, the mystery of life and it's turned it into something that just is scary or terrifies them. Um, you know, we're here to have this amazing journey. Uh, it's filled with love. I mean, it's truly, we are spiritual be beings in a human body and that's what we do, right? So everything else is the fun stuff on the side. And when we get sidetracked uh, or we start to believe or we're taught, um, you know, when someone says something like, you should be doing that or you would be better if you're doing that, uh, it's really just identifying whatever myths are floating around in your mind about career, relationship, illness, you know, or anything else and asking, why is this happening to me? And, you know, breaking it down and understanding that we are really in this process and we are just as responsible for whatever events are happening and we can actually change their course or we can change how it affects us, you know, or we can take that energy and vibrate at a higher level and, so that was just this really big answer for your simple question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, did I get off track there? <laughs> um, no, no. I think that goes into what my whole theory is that this block and when people are feeling this way and they can find the beauty in their lives and then go to you, I think it just shows that they're not in alignment with their loving energy because their loving energy is just who they are. It's their soul. So once people understand that, then they can take a step back and say, okay, the love that is within me will drive my purpose and I can focus on what's true to me. But I think it's really important for people to know how to get there and know how to actually listen to their intuition. And I think that's where so many people fall short they're unable to identify what their intuition is because it's been suppressed for so long unknowingly oh yeah or they're just terrified of it because maybe they're actually intuitive and know a little but then they're like oh i don't want to go there <laughs> you know because <laughs> yeah. they actually can yes they're actually feeling it right yeah, and it's it's uncomfortable to them. Yeah. So yeah. So why do you think that? Like, why do you think it's uncomfortable for people to believe in themselves? Because I think that's really what it is. A lot of people, and I think I mentioned this in a section of the course. A lot of people who are realists focus on what they believe is realistic, what they can touch and feel and see physically. And they can't really open their mind enough to allow themselves to believe that anything is possible. And it's this limited thinking that feels safe to them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, everyone has this unique path with, you know, however they grew up, whether it's their caregivers, their parents, their family, um, you know, the environment they were in. There's just so much information that exists in those formative years and they're all unique. However, there is a point where, uh, we're also, we're all on this archetypal uh, journey as well. So as much as we're all unique, everyone is, and everyone's coming from a different space, that actually makes us the same. Um, we have all this stuff we're working through. And in that moment um, of becoming one with purpose or, or your highest good, um, your highest self, you start that connection, you realize that anything is possible. Um, 
you know, I think once you start realizing that some of these ideas you had aren't necessarily truths, that this is where some of the uneasiness comes from. Uh, and it's the common thread. I, you know, our brain is pretty much wired to protect us. And so anything that, you know, is unfamiliar, you know, sometimes we're kind of pulled back, you know, to get back on the safe course, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, in everyone's life, there's going to be this point where you're at this bridge. I mean, for some people, it can happen, you know, 50 times in their lifetime, or maybe just even one. But symbolically, you get to this bridge. And it's up to you to make it the most exciting thing to cross over and find joy in this mystery. Or you can say, oh, no, you know, what's over there? It's all scary and dark and, you know, unfamiliar. And, you know, what if I'm not strong enough? So that's the work. It's, you know, unraveling those myths that have settled in your subconscious and just truly realizing that once you rewire your brain, um, that anything is possible, right? You can handle anything that comes your way. And it's actually super fun, right? And yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many people, they doubt themselves, but, and I'm definitely thinking of a few people in my life that I've had so many conversations with about how they can help themselves and what they can do and great tools that they can apply to their lives. But sometimes people just don't want to have, they don't want to help themselves and they have all these tools, but they don't use them. And I feel like they know what mm -hmm. they should do. And it just is hard for them to get to the point of actually doing it. Right. I mean, uh, you have to be ready. Right. And, you know, and it's hard, like you, you point out, like, you know, that, they can't, they're not helping themselves right now. Right. And you want to like help them too. Um, and just as a, a side note, energetically, you know, the more we, we feel like when, when we're helping somebody, we're actually having they're they're going to be experiencing the same situation over and over again, because we're helping them through it versus them helping themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that'll actually stop that, that particular cycle. Um, but I got off track. So I, I identifying and knowing something is up is the first step. And you definitely have to let someone get there at their own pace, just kind of what I was just saying. But, um, and if they're seeking though, and they're asking how to get to the next step and what are some tools, I mean, that's, um, that's great. But if they're still sitting in that kind of victim state, um, they're just not a hundred percent ready to work through it yet. And at, hopefully there's a point where it becomes uh, uncomfortable enough that they want to get out of that, you know, get off that couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it's crazy to me. It really blows my mind that sometimes the healing process, it doesn't even take place in this life's this lifetime. And what, oh, do you, <laughs> what do you, yeah. Think? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, Oh yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, totally right. I mean, we can be healing in this lifetime from lifetimes ago. And, and I think that's, you know, it's all part of that journey. I mean, we have a really simple, uh, I think purpose in our physical life, you know, to love and be loved. So 
whatever injures that um, you know, or interrupts that will probably continue to show up in our physical body and our lifespan. If it doesn't get completely addressed, it's going to show up next time and next time, you know, until it's healed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe everyone makes a different agreement in their life as to what they're going to accomplish. Um, and, and then there's this concept of free will, which is totally amazing. I mean, some people will choose not to, and that's okay. Um, it's okay. It, it's not what you and I are, what our paths probably are, right? But, you know, next time maybe everyone, you'll think differently. You know, you're, you experience your life differently. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about free will the other night, actually. And I do, I hear it all the time. Like you have free will because I've been to so many psychics and they all have (laughs) things to contribute and say about my journey and what they see for me. But it's so hard to not get caught up in what they say and not think about it as an actual truth or fact and that it's going to happen or that this is the reason for this and that I have to come back to the idea that I, I really do have free will and I always have choices. And even though they say one thing, I can do something else. And that's definitely one of the hardest lessons for me to learn and continue to learn that I do have choices and the people in my life have their own choices. And not everything people say or predict, even if they're not psychic, if they just have something to contribute to what they think that I should do. It's really not what is true to me. And it's hard because I want to believe one thing and see it as the truth, but I'm just, then I'm just not living in the present moment. Well, right. And that's, it's kind of exactly what, um, you know, a psychic or reading energy is it's, it's reading it in present time. So it's, the potential that you have in that moment, um, you know, when you're being read, um, you know, and I guess what I mean by that is the example of, you know, if someone, if you want to be in a relationship and then you take this position of either, Oh, I just, you know, ran into this guy, you know, at a restaurant by chance, or, I mean, truly, had you been sitting there waking up every day saying, look, I really want to be in this relationship. I, I want to have a, you know, caring, trusting partner and who looks like this or maybe makes me feel like that. And you're really putting the energy out there and, you know, someone else is going to pick up on that. And there you are meeting at that restaurant, you know, so is that fate or free will, you know, and a, and a psychic could actually probably pick up on the energies um, that you're putting out and, and predict something like that. Right. But also you can interrupt that. I mean, you can also wake up one day and just be like, Oh, you know, it's not for me. Maybe I just want to be single and, and more independent or just more uh, introspective and all of that. And then you just kind of interrupt that cycle and maybe delay it a little bit. Right. So even though you're still, projecting and trying to manifest that relationship it just might not happen you know within the next week or two it could happen in the next few months because you're just kind of working through it still does that make sense yeah it's hard for me to take a step back sometimes and say okay what do I actually want 
and what's actually true to me and not projected onto me as my own truth. It's, it's crucial to understand that we are so in, in control in our own lives and we don't need someone else to tell us what we should or shouldn't happen. And I think that's how to not get caught up in what other people tell us like, oh, you should do this, or I see this for you, and just really take everything that's said to us with a grain of salt. And no matter how might how right they may seem, always just stay true to what feels good to us and learn how to trust our intuition and our gut feelings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to be tested. I mean, it's an energetic game. I really feel like, you know, it's a playground. Um, you know, the universe or however you want to identify the pull or the manifesting power you have will totally play with you. Uh, if you want to build something and you want to create something and you go step by step and you're getting there and all of these challenges come at you, or like you're saying, maybe other people are uh, giving you opinions about what you should and shouldn't do. Um, the universe is going to be saying, well, how much do you want it? Right. And you're just going to have to keep going um, and you'll get these little curveballs thrown at you. Um, the work isn't easy, but it's not hard. If you're being true to yourself, you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. You know, when it gets hard, maybe it's a sign that you're not 100% in line and maybe you have to make a little shift. But really, it should be exciting and fun. You should be waking up every day saying, I love this. It's my life. Um, you know, exploring the mysteries around you. Uh, but if you're saying things like, oh, you know, I got to go to work. Yeah, you need to change something, do something a little different, right? Yeah, yeah, we always have to do what feels good to us. And some, it's hard because sometimes we just get so caught up in our lives and we are on autopilot. Exactly. I mean, once you're doing stuff that's good for you and you project it out, everyone around you, it's healing. They can feel it. It can spread. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this vision that comes up frequently in meditations and even just like throughout my days, I imagine if everyone in this world with good intentions, obviously, did what they felt good doing. And I imagine how people would show up in the world and the healing that would take place. And I think that's what drives me to like humanity can be so amazing. And for the most part, it is we just get caught up in all the bad stuff, because that's what usually makes the news. Yeah, 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 I agree. It's also that duality, though, it has to exist. Um, I don't think that the amazing beautifulness that's just so vibrant can really 100% exist without the other side, you know, without the darkness. Um, it's the lotus flower that comes out of the mud. It's the opposites that we experience. So I do believe they have to exist so we can feel them um, and know the difference. But it's lovely. I mean, look, you can have a handful, a community, you know, a group of dedicated human beings who are true to their meditation practice their energy practice even, and they can actually heal um, a neighborhood, you know, a nation. There's no limits, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's it's really insane because one person affects so many other lives. And for all humans, we don't know how many lives we actually impact. And it just is. And I don't think that's what we should really be focusing on. But if we can be the best version of ourselves, you're absolutely right, then it will reflect onto everyone else and everything that we come into contact with. And we'll just continuously spread these high vibrational ways of being and it would be our vibes yeah <laughs> vibes <laughs> yeah well i mean look so there's so much time spent thinking and overthinking sometimes that the balance is really crucial um i mean letting things happen once in a while uh, is uncomfortable and that's okay right it's this instant reaction or instant gratification instant response that has really I think numbed the beauty of the journey sometimes, um, you know, waiting for something to grow and emerge um, in your creation process. I mean, that's, that's the cool stuff, you know, and in, in our society right now, you know, if it doesn't happen in two minutes, it's not worth waiting for. Right. Um, I think that creates the depression yeah. that we see a lot, you know, when things don't happen fast. Yeah. It's, especially with social media too. It's like the instant gratification. We want to, mm. we want to see the likes come in and it's just for what? <laughs> right. And then you're not being authentic. I mean, yeah, yeah that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. And it's just that yeah. we do, we want to see that what we're doing is going to succeed, but then it comes back to this lesson that it's really not the end result, but the process. And are you enjoying what you're doing every single day? And are you taking that in? Are you grateful for it? Right. I mean, we're all going to end the same way, right? In a sense, like (laughs) we're all going to die. Right. So it's, it's what we do on the way it's our journey. And so it doesn't matter you know, where you're going, but it's, you know, it's how you're getting there. Right. We see that all the time and it's, it's really true. Right. Right. Yeah. I like to create vision boards and journal. Um, when I think about what my journey is and what I'd like to invite. And when it comes to manifestation, I, I believe that when we love ourselves completely and when we feel whole on our own, that's, the ultimate source of how to attract what we want and live the life that we are just thriving in. And what do you think about that, about self-love has on our energy? Well, 100%. I mean, when you're completely in balance, um, in balance energetically, then you manifest, right? And like you say, it's self-love. So the key part of being energetically balanced is self-love. I mean, it's your fourth chakra. It's your heart. It's the balancing, even of the chakras themselves, the fourth is the source of balance, right? Your heart is the key, harmony and balance. Um, I keep saying the word balance. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it is, you know, it balances your upward rising energy for visualization, your downward energy for manifestation. So as long as you're practicing and aware and nurturing balance of loving yourself and others, manifestation will happen more and with ease. Um, But it does all work together. So 
if you're not loving yourself and you're not putting out what you actually want, there's going to be a point where your subconscious says, uh, no, we really don't want that. So then you can't manifest because you're sending out conflicting energetic messages. Um, but if you're acting from a place, a source of self-love, it's truly what you desire. And then it will manifest. I think it's the hardest part, kind of knowing who you are, what you love, what you want, and identifying that. I mean, it sounds easy, but it's not. Um, I think a lot of people, like we were saying earlier, are guided to what they should want or should do. And it's just created all this layers and layers, um, covering up what they really want. And so it takes work. And I do love the idea of vision boards uh, for manifesting and all that, because you're really just truly focused on it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're giving yourself the time to truly visualize it. But I really think it's important to then check back in with all that, right? And remind yourself, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love how connected it all is. Like, you have to love yourself, because then you're in alignment with your soul. And when you're in alignment with your soul, you're in alignment with the energy of the universe. And when you're in alignment with the energy of the universe, then you can attract anything. It's totally simple. It is totally simple. Um, you know, and then there's times where it's also identifying when you need to rest, you know? Um, Even for me, I go from high to low to high to low. And I'm just like, what is happening? But I know all the things that keep me grounded that I have to do every day. And if I don't, then I'll literally feel so off and want to be in bed all day. It's crazy. It's just like, what? <laughs> well, totally, totally. But when you're experiencing those highs and lows, you realize how fun the highs are, right? And it's that's a balance too. The highs wouldn't be there without the lows. You know, we need to rest. Uh, you need to nurture uh, yourself. Um, so you can have those highs. And it's knowing that you're feeling low, saying it's okay, um, is a practice of self-love, you know, still finding the mystery in all of that and, and exploring that, uh, the energetic part of ourselves. It's part of the package. I mean, it's that amazing connection. Um, you know, I get with human spirit, other beings, it's all wrapped in this package uh, I might have some low days because that's just how connected we are. You know, if you didn't have the highs and lows, you'd be pretty much numb to everything, right? Yeah. So you just have to say it's okay and take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's a, a lot of the times it's easy for us to just place judgment on ourselves when we aren't showing up, but we have to take it day by day. Yeah, there's a little, I mean, it's kind of off, but it's, I don't know, I was playing poker uh, the other night with my kids. And so we don't play with money, we play with like pasta mm -hmm. and beans, right? <laughs> but it is interesting, because, you know, I'm watching the decisions, and the choices that my kids are making, when there's, you know, nothing at risk of value, right? They are, it's just pasta, right? But they started just really thinking and, and, taking these chances and it's just poker i get that but really like taking chances on on their hand and winning because they didn't have the pressure or, or the limitation of the value of money right mm -hmm. so it it's just so cool when what you can actually achieve but it's just so noticeable when you start limiting it um how your decisions change you know
Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you bring up money because that's so common that we have limitations around money, whether we deserve money or how much money we can actually make and what's in reach for us. We're so limiting to ourselves and we don't think that we can achieve what we'd obviously love to have. And it limits us and our capabilities and what is true to us because we're mm. in this system. If we're not paying attention, we're in this system that says, if you're this age, you can only make this amount of money. And if you do this, you can make this amount of money, but you can't make this much money until you do this first. And it's just like, who made these rules? Because that's not how it actually works for so many people. And there's so many things that can happen unexpectedly in life. And we see this every day. Totally, totally. I mean, and the opposite too. Sometimes I, I come across um, the fear, of, uh, the fear of success when I'm working with people, um, which is really an interesting uh, kind of energetic state of mind. You know, pretty much they get to a point because they're just focusing on what they love, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, this is actually working. What if this actually succeeds?" And it surprises me. You know, I'm like, but this is what's making you happy and it's giving you joy. And then it's, it's like they're limiting themselves from what abundance, you know, can come from it. And, um, you know, a lot of people equate abundance to money. And so, and it's just not the dollar signs, right? But yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Abundance so. is, it's all, I really believe that it's just a perception. It's, abundance is quality of our lives and whether or not we're happy every day. If I'm living my life and I feel this extreme happiness and bliss, I feel like that is abundance. I feel abundant. And we have yeah. to understand that when we ask the universe for things, even if it is it's material or not, or if it's just a feeling that we want to invite it always will deliver and it's always supporting us <laughs> oh yes and you have to be super careful i mean if you ask for something be prepared to get everything opposite to right um to challenge you sometimes to make sure it's what you really ask for um i think it's it's kind of a, a fun little game and you have to really think about what you're asking for because you may receive it in a way that you weren't expecting yeah yeah, I really never thought of it like that, but you're all right. Yeah, I mean, just imagine, you know, say you want to be in this unconditional loving relationship. I mean, you're going to get people thrown at you who in your mind represent everything that's not unconditional. Um, and they'd be judgy about work or where you live or anything like that. And you've been at, but you're asking you know for this unconditional relationship so you have to show up unconditionally to all of those people so that for me i laugh when i'm you know working with people and observing like how they're actually receiving what they've asked for it just doesn't feel like they are because it's not how they wanted it does that make sense i mean it's actually happening and they're manifesting but it's funny um they just sometimes just don't realize it so yeah, we have to be yeah. so specific. Right. Um, yeah. Do you think that there's a specific way people should be manifesting? Well, you know, it's different for everyone um, because it, it, it really takes uh, being present. 
Um, so rituals are really important. Um, if you set up a consistent pattern of visualizing, um, you know, like even the boards that you were talking about earlier, um, maybe you journal um, every day, uh, just set, setting time aside, uninterrupted, um, is just truly important. For me, it's visualization, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's a muscle, right? I, I set time aside, I decide what I want to bring in, and it's a muscle, it's an energy muscle. So the more you sit with it, the more it happens. And it just takes, gosh, it can take like two minutes, one minute a day, right? And it's so powerful if you stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all, well, I needed to hear that because we always, like, I always think about, oh my God, I have to sit down and do this 40 minute meditation and visualize and see myself in the future. But it really, it doesn't have to be like that. Cause when I was like really in my groove and like manifesting a lot, I would literally just do it during my days, like I'd be feeling great and just like picturing myself in the future. And I feel like when I did that, it almost helped bring it and attract it even more than if I were to sit down and like do that whole meditation. Right. I mean, it's, it's everyone's different, right? Which is the fun part, right? right? Yeah. It's really powerful to visualize, um, what you want for yourself, whether it's one month out, a year out, you know, what it looks like, what it feels like, all of that stuff. Yeah. And energy work is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it should be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be serious. Correct. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It should all be fun. I mean, I think that's the, the thing we need to be reminded of the most, you know, that you really should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much.